Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 94. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, hello. Also joined by the chatty Kathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Damn right. Once again, (laughs) kicking it live (laughs) for episode 94. Guys, yes, it's wedding season, oh, and it's there's man. like this light at the end of the tunnel. Like, is I can there? See it? Oh, I see it. Oh, I dude, see mine it. Is I see far it. Away. Second week of November. I'm gonna you be, know, I'm I, just gonna be sitting back, editing. I have one more wedding left at that time. It's gonna be amazing. Mm. It's gonna be this incredible. time of year. You're, you're right. Normally, it is like uh, the home stretch, and you get like annoyed at the tiny little things. If that like ah, oh, I'm almost there. However, I'm personally not there. I'm. It's nice and cool now. Finally, it was not 100 degrees. Um, I got a couple new toys coming that I don't know if are going to come in time, <laughs> but I have a, I have a couple winter weddings still, but, uh, uh, I'm not there yet, but I'll be there soon. I know what you mean. It's like, it's a nice break when you get that last wedding and you got a few months in between. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you know, I only have a month off until February. February is my only month off. Um, I, I don't know. Somehow I picked up some December weddings and a wedding in January, no, two weddings in January. And then, yeah, me too. A wedding in March, April, and May, and those are all out of town. It's it's well, that's good. One a nah. month is nice like that in the off season. No, it's, 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 you can just it's good to it. have an off season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm kind of freaking out, but um, so we love our off seasons. We yeah. Uh, so right. Yeah. Uh, oh man, guys, what's going yes. on then? Let's uh, let's see what we've been up to. We've got some we got some stories to tell. We got some topics to talk yeah, about. I, I, we do. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. Um. And I guess it doesn't really matter who goes first because we all have things to say. We all have things to say this fall. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you uh, kick off the party here? Uh, okay. What's, uh, well, what's I won't get on? into the obvious d- debate, but uh, last uh, couple weeks ago, I had a um, – oh, there's my cat just walking across <laughs> oh. the frame there. I wish this um, podcast was video for that. Oh, my God. Weird happens. It's the like, cat hitting a keyboard. That scared the crap out of me. I, was, I wasn't looking at the computer screen, and all of a sudden I looked up, and there's your cat's ass. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's been a little sick lately. So uh, a, a woman called me up left a message on the studio machine because I do still have a studio line and said uh, if, she, if I can help her out very last minute. She said a wedding that we photographed in 2016, the bride got um, very sick, very fast, like critical condition, and she mm. was in Boston. And her, the girl who called me, and her boyfriend who were at the wedding are driving up like within the hour or so to go see her. So uh, I didn't – I didn't have much time that day, but I didn't have, uh, you know, I couldn't pull up files from the wedding. I just didn't have the time. But, you know, in my bank of images that I do after every wedding, it just runs a slideshow with the TV on the TV at the studio. And I just pick the, the one or two stars from that wedding. It could be 20 pictures, could be 50, whatever. I just throw it on there. There's thousands mm-hmm. of images in there. So I found that section, took those. Initially, she wanted me to upload them to Walgreens. Then I was just like, ah, ah, they, got, they want me to print it. She was like, just Dropbox it to her. I did. She printed them um, at a local Walgreens up there, brought in all these prints that she had. And I'm not saying that these images you know, brought her back, but it certainly brought her to a, a happy level 
her husband was there with her, and by two days later, she was fine, and everything's all good. And I, I never had that request before. Like I've had, you know, grandmothers die and stuff like that, and a couple grooms even too young, but um, not nothing like this where it's like, hey, they they're calling the photographer up to be like, hey, can you please send us some happy images? You know, you decide to to wake to bring someone to a, a different level. And I was like, of course, why well, I, I would stop everything, which uh, I did just to make it happen. I don't, maybe I wasn't, maybe I zoned out. What? So this bride was sick. She got sick right after the wedding. Mm-hmm. And... No, no, no. Two years prior. Oh, okay. So oh, she got wow. sick two years after the wedding. So why um, would she need happy photos right now? Wouldn't maybe she I didn't, them? I thought I explained this well. Maybe I didn't. Maybe and Andy just went off in a different world. For a I might have just zoned out. <laughs> Go ahead. Do our um, listeners do recap, that? They listen she... to us on this on this podcast. They're just like yeah. zone out. Please and like, make what are these dudes co- talking make about? comments in the boxes below. <laughs> the podcast. So I, she called me up a couple weeks ago. Just not even that her that this woman a, a wedding I shot in 2016. The bride got sick now and needed photos from her wedding from two years ago just to kind of make her happy in the hospital did she not she have the photos critical. like after the wedding um she did but she was in the hospital she's not bringing her wedding oh out. so nobody else has access to the images no they all do you know what we should just well, keep on moving through it let's just move the story <laughs> in the background back burner this thing i don't think it matters anymore <laughs> i thought i was clear maybe i'm not no but she has a wedding album the okay. bride. she just got sick she's in a hospital and she's in boston i don't think they live in boston oh so everyone okay. was driving up okay. to Boston because she was in the hospital all of a sudden, and they just wanted to, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like uh, Neil, what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know, this. I'm laughing. I'm, we're leaving I'm, that right in the podcast. Is, uh, that nothing, nothing. I'm not editing any of that out. <laughs> no, no. This is cheering me up. So this is good. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of having like a panic attack. I'm, I'm, get, <laughs> get, I'm getting kind of stressed out right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure we've all been there. And I, and this is this hasn't happened in quite some time for me, but um, you know what? Last week I was doing really good. I, I stayed up pretty much. I was pulling like twenty four seven work days, and uh, I got like five things done off my to do list. Um, and then the next day I shoot a wedding, and then I had like three shoots this week. So bam, there's four names back on my to do list. So it's like so all the hard work that I put in last week, it, it it's all for nothing pretty much. Uh, not all for nothing because everybody got their images, but. Um, but for me personally, I'm just like, I'm stressed. Yeah. That's tired at, at this, at this point of the year, I feel like that happens to a lot of us, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, I love what I do, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like I said, like I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for my second week of November. Cause I, I have like, a, um, actually I have off this coming week and, um, but basically my season, um, my season ends with like a double at the top of November. Mm-hmm. For the most part, and then I have like a December wedding. I've got that LA wedding, but that's like kind of a that's kind of in my mind a separate like one off thing, you know? Yeah. Um. But I, dude, I'm like, I love what I do, but I'm like ready, I'm ready to 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 just be like, because I like this time of the year when when I'm like done shooting for the most part, and there's just like little fall family sessions and stuff, and you mm-hmm. know those last weddings, and then it's just editing, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just like I'm, I can edit from my studio, I can edit from home kind of relax and just edit 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 and that's cool because all the pressure of the shooting part is kind of off off my shoulders but yeah um yeah but 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 you know what it's like on top of the weddings it's like everybody wants these fall photos and um you know we're actually turning away like new people just because our our regular client base they want fall photos too Mm -hmm. um you know 
people are having babies now, so we can't lose them that that want photos done and one year old birthdays. Um, you know, every, everybody wants images and everybody wants their engagement photos done right now. And um, you know, if it, if it's a rain out is where you know we have to cancel, then it's just like okay, this has to get pushed back until November, December. Um, right. uh, and, yeah, and that's then a, yeah. That's an excellent segue, if I may jump into the whole thing mm-hmm. that happened with my engagement shoot. Because, like you said, everyone wants fall stuff. And it's not even really that fall. Up by you guys, maybe so. Here no, it's not. It's, you know, we had a late, we had a late summer, a late yeah. warm summer, so everything is still green. Yeah, so whoever or, is listening. Or, the, who, or has fallen off. Because I just had like that yeah. shoot in Ellicottville, like an, an engagement session. They like planned it for this time of year. And mm-hmm. you either – there was like one or two red or green trees – and but most everything is just like either green or gone. The leaves just fell off green, and and it's like ah, yeah. no, you don't get a fall this year. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you know, I'm I sorry, don't. guys, but that's what it is. You know, yeah, sorry, Jimmy, right. go ahead. You, were you gonna... can't plan it. I know it's it's uh, you guys aren't far from me, so we know. But northeast in in this where we are is like booming with tourism and everybody having weddings. And we've we have doubles this weekend, last weekend, one before that, next weekend. We're we're you know this is our busy season, so. Um, uh, I like it though. I mean, I, I love this time of year. Who doesn't, right? It's cool. We got some- oh, show oh, trust me. Right. Shooting yeah. wise, oh, I'm loving it. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's nice, crisp weather, like 50 degrees. I mean, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm missing working. those 90 90 degree humidity days at all. No, that's that like every for- wedding this so year. So, Jimmy, every Jimmy, you had a wedding. story, and I'm expecting it to be better than the first one. So let's uh, <laughs> well, we didn't <laughs> we didn't, we didn't recap before we do that. We didn't recap what's up with you though. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I already kind of mentioned it. Uh, not not really much other than wedding season editing. I I've actually had a few uh, commercial gigs come in uh, this this month, which were kind of nice, um, just to kind of shoot something different. Uh, and actually, I'm going to get into that in a little bit later, but not really just the shoots, but just um, uh, we had a question like a few weeks ago in the in the podcast. Um, in the in the you know the online uh, wedding chat or you know in our Facebook group, mm-hmm. and they were asked you know it was a photographer asking about uh, commercial inquiries and how to handle them. So I'm going to get into just a little bit of that later, but because um, I uh, you know I do a, a bit of that from time to time, and so I had a couple of those this month that were that were nice that were like nice nice shoots and nice residual income, um, uh, you know. So we'll, we can talk about that a little bit later, but uh, other than that. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have um, really anything, anything much to add uh, outside of the the usual. I'm just kind of sitting back and editing. I, I feel like this has been my answer like the last like two months of this podcast, but I haven't had really anything crazy happen. I'm just <laughs> photographing weddings and editing my ass off. You, you know, and, and that, and there's not really anything more beyond that that I feel like is like an interesting story to tell. Or sometimes I know not to tell the story, Jimmy. You know what I mean? Because I know that it'll just be kind of like an average story and I right. don't think it'll go over particularly well. Especially so I when just... almost... <laughs> yes. Especially when maybe someone you, is not you, paying attention to the beginning you, part of the story. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you uh, real quick. What uh, are you... When you... Both of you guys, when you edit on weddings, are you on a fixed MacBook or a fixed iMac, or or what do you mm. what do you what's your computer? Mm, that's that's that I can talk about. So, um, remember how I told you I got a Surface Book Pro two oh, right. um, a few months ago, and the intention was, well, that was the, well, okay. So the intention really was I wanted a second machine when my MacBook Pro is doing things. I wanted a second machine 
to be like so if the macbook pro is like exporting or if it's like um, uploading or doing different things or transferring files from one hard drive to another i i often find that i don't really want to use that machine while it's doing that but i want to stay productive like responding to emails and all this kind of stuff and i have different you know i could do that on an ipad or something but i wanted another machine and so my original thought was i was going oh the surface book go came out that's cool i'll i'll just get that and then i went to the microsoft store and then one thing led to another and i'm like oh my god you know like you got the pen and you can edit on the screen and that's why i got that surface book pro too I tried to, and so I was thinking that, okay, great. I'll make the Surface Book Pro 2 my main computer. MacBook Pro is kind of like the secondary machine. And I tried to, you know, incorporate that that Windows machine like into my workflow. And it like, and it does what I basically want it to do, but it's still Windows. And it's, and I'm like less productive. I tried for like a good hard month and a half, two months to have that be my main machine. And it's amazing, like for Photoshop and using the pen on it and doing all that, and the speed of it is acceptable and all that. The keyboard is is nice, uh, but the but like there are these minor things that are just like the trackpad. It just it's just like I'm clicking, and it's it just sounds like it's it sounds terrible. It 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 doesn't like you have to in order to right click, you have to like be in the bottom right hand corner and like push force this right click. It's just it's not as it doesn't work as well. Like the trackpad itself, that's actually my main complaint, really. Is just the the nature of the trackpad on that on those on that Surface Book Pro. Mm. Um, when I when I do need to be fast and I've got my hands you know you know on the on the computer or whatever, I did edit a few weddings on there and they came out great whatever. But it it really just slowed me down. So I ended up going back to my serv- my MacBook Pro as my main machine, my 2015 MacBook Pro, and. I am glad that I have the other machine to do some of that other other work on because it's a great machine, but it's actually for different purposes than I than I anticipated. So that was kind of my loaded uh, question with that, and 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 there's it's so close because Apple kind of pisses me off right now because of what their new machines are like, where they don't have the SD card readers, and you should yeah. be able to go on the yeah. screen with a pen. For the love of God, let me take a pen and draw on the screen and edit on the screen, for the love of God. And Microsoft has, is doing these things. They're being more innovative than, than Apple is. But when push comes to shove, the the you know it's like 80% of the way there, and, and, the, and the remaining 20% is still Windows and is still this bull crap and is still... These inelegant, weird things that that don't, that really just slow slow me the hell down when it comes down to it. So, and and I'm very proficient. And it has nothing to do with like not being proficient on a PC or anything like that. It's just literally the 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 you know the mechanism of of the the even the hardware you know as far as that the trackpad goes and stuff like that, where it's just an Ill, inelegant kind of feel and solution compared to how you can quickly work on on a MacBook Pro. So, um, so that's my long, my long answer. See, I didn't think I had stories, but I do. There you go. Hey, Neil, I think I got a new name for Andy. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> how about how about the tyrant of tangents? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> um, I was just curious what you what you what you did okay. because sometimes if you're stuck in one place to edit, where you have a, a fixed iMac or a fixed yes. Mac. Pro yeah, that I can't do. Then you get like antsy and you and you can't be yes. craving. You gotta can't get out. I, I, so. I have to be on a. I have to be oh, on I a know. laptop. I yeah, me to. too. I, I have to deck. be able to like change yep. my positions, change yep. my setting. I, I have agree. to. But you. Ha- but at the same time, you have to be careful of what room you're in and the way the light hits the computer and how that can kind of change your perspective and view on what you're editing. Um, so it's better to be in, in in darker places when you're doing the the you know the color editing and stuff like that. But 
Um, yeah. 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 I can't be right. locked down. I use I use the same machine as Andy. Uh, Me too. The two, 2015 yeah, the MacBook it, it, Pro. Which, which honestly, I, I, I think is the best machine that the wedding photographers can edit on, even today, even after the, the later ones came out with all the bull crap that goes on with it, the keyboards I and agree. all the stuff. And, and you don't have, um, you know, like the the mag, the, the connector with the, you know, the, the magnetic oh. connector. You know how many times um, that cat that just ran by before pops off, <laughs> pops that thing right off, and it actually does shimmy the computer a little bit. And I'm like, what the, thank God it wasn't a dumb USB. Oh, they I invented know. something, and then they said, eh, we don't need this anymore. Yeah, you know it, what? We all need that. It was yeah. a brilliant... And idea all, and all the the dongles and all that stuff i hear all the stories from people that have those machines and they're all the same and and so that's why i'm uh, yeah. just i'm just i protect this 2015 macbook pro with my life because oh i know man it's uh, it's uh, i'm just so glad that i bought it when i did just in you know? case you know my friend has a, a 17 inch macbook pro uh, a couple years prior he still has the one with the cd drive in it and it's not mm. um it's, it's not it's it's not solid state and he had a problem with it recently. He was spending some money on it, and um, and they're like, "Just get a new one." He's like, "No, I want. I'll spend the money to get it repaired and get it fixed." And I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" He's asked me over the phone or via text, and I'm like, "He's like, well, it's, it's a 17 inch model. They don't make anymore." I'm like, "Good point," because I kind of wish mine was a 17 inch model. I, it doesn't go anywhere. I don't travel with it. I have a little. I don't know. You know the, who the, travels the, these things the, anymore? The model a couple years before ours, that 2015. Um, in terms of power and not having the SSD is a huge performance. Even so, I, I personally wouldn't repair that year. Well, he doesn't. It, he's but... not a photographer. But oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, okay. no, he's not. He, yeah. he likes to think he is, but um, <laughs> and as of does we'll, everybody. We'll let him know that. I'll, we'll Earth. send him that clip right there. Some, some... <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, so, Jimmy, right, you, so, you did yes. have like a second story, though, or like a main topic. And, and on that note, let's. Let I have me, a real story me, now. Hold, hold on a second. So, if we're going into the real stuff. Uh, listeners do remember that we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you, or at least it better be. Um, but first, in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Uh, by wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. The show goes live <laughs> roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. Just like... Oh, we got a new one? Uh, All right. Someone actually Jazz listened to us. has 9,000 did. Um, yes. Jazz has 9,000 writes love explanation point explanation point explanation point explanation point he leaves all the stars not some of them but all yes. of them and uh, Jazz Hands 9000 says love this trio explanation point Jimmy spelled the correct way is so funny Neil is awesome and Andy is the rock explanation Ooh. point Jazz Hands 9000 9, thank you very much for the review um, if you're listening and, to this, Andy, the rock. Percent. Yeah, I like that. I like <laughs> I liked how um, he identified Jimmy as the class clown right off the bat. Jimmy Thanks. is so funny. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jimmy. We love you. You know that, right? Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, listeners, uh, please do. If you get something out of the show, if you enjoy listening to the show, um, the, the one thing that we ask is please do go to iTunes and leave us a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please do. And if you already have, thanks. We appreciate it. Um, and also, please do help us help you by sending in questions to info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. Go to Facebook, search Wedding Photographers Unite, and join us there. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Now Jimmy's going to tell his awesome story number two, and mm-hmm. it's going to improve upon story one. Well, go, you know, Jimmy. <laughs> just, to, just to bookmark what you said, it really is important for this podcast to go to the level of awesomeness mm. where... It does. You don't even have to write anything. Just mm. go five star and subscribe. Words are better. And then but that's but it. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So, star and subscribe. Boom, boom. That's it. And then that's it. Because if you're listening to it, obviously, you know, if you don't like us, well, then subscribe anyway. Yeah, we're like, we're, like, <laughs> we're like right at the cusp where we can start doing like bigger things with this with this show. Do you know what I mean? We have, we have oh. ideas. We have ideas. So uh, let okay. us know so, that you like it. Anyway, Jimmy, go, yes, ahead. Bef- go ahead. Before you mention the fall weather here in uh, northern, northeast of America, and uh, we're just about in it. Where I am in the Hudson Valley, New York, there's some changes of leaves. A few are falling. Mostly, it looks like it's going to be a really good fall because is this green? Is this a start of your story? I'm getting there. Okay, so, good. Yeah. So <laughs> I had this couple who really wanted to do a fall engagement shoot for like a few weeks now because the the boyfriend was being deployed for like six months, so it's going to be gone, and he's he's already gone. So every time we tried before, I came, you know, I said, "Well, it's not going to be quite fall yet." She's like, "Well, I I got to do it anyway." So for like four weeks or at least three, we kept postponing because of weather. Finally, she's like, it's got to be this day, even though it's a little misty out. I'm like, fine. Went to a local park by me, right in my town, and we just we actually just stayed there. And it was good. The leaves were changing a little bit here and there, but being that it was kind of misty out and a little wet, I was a little protective of the camera, just my Sony. I brought my Sony and a few lenses. And being that I don't... I, I'm seeing what I'm getting as I go... I don't chimp really. I might look back a couple times. I don't think I did at all at this wedding, and I wasn't slow. I wasn't silent shutter. There's no need for that. So I shot the whole thing. I I might have chimped a couple times, and then thought nothing of it. Came home, and then I'm looking at the card, and everything's looking all very very weird. I'm like, maybe that's just the import photos, you know, before it gets into Lightroom. Sure enough, nope, everything's all corrupt. So I said, all right, let me check this out. Uh, tried another computer, same thing. Tried another program, same thing. Tried um, that image capture, whatever Mac has, same thing. Put the camera card back in the camera, and sure enough, when I looked at it now, it's like super, super low res. Like as if you shot it with another camera and put that card into like a Nikon or a Canon or something. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. ever do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, ah. So I'm like, oh well, well, I got the JPEG card. So I had to do everything from the JPEG card. To, to another subplot of the story here, a sub thing to mention is that when I talked to Lexar. They said, uh, they said, okay, give me a uh, receipt. I'm like, I don't know. I buy a lot of cards, so I just picked up one from Amazon. I'm like, oh, he, it's this one, fine. And then they sent him some photos of the back of the card, and they said to me that it's not an original Lexar card. What? So I, I know. I, mm-hmm. I have to take the label off because I put my own label on there, mm-hmm. and I can't put the label on the back. This reminds me of a story i got to continue up with. Keep going, though. Okay, I can't put a label, my own label sticker on the back of the card because then it's too fat to fit in the slot. So I got to take the existing one off of all these cards and put mine. It just says like it'll be like 32A or 64A, B, whatever, and then my name and number is it. So uh, it might have been a card that I got for some eBay person, and they said, here, here's a shitty card. Take it. <laughs> Thanks, you know. <laughs> so I, that card's just thrown out. It's gone. But um, that's something to think about, you know, for people buying cards, just – I wouldn't buy anything used and trying to save money. You're not saving much. You, you could be chancing an entire job. Let's say you bought. Let's say I bought two of these cards from some idiot that got some fake cards somewhere, even though they had the real sticker on there. I don't know. I'd take it off anyway. And then I had them in both slots, and now the whole job's gone. You know. So, so uh, let me follow up with that. Uh, yeah. So recently, there was a deal. hospital. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do I want to know where that was going, or do I want to just keep going? I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but there was recently like a deal that people were posting about in a lot of photography groups, and it was you know, hey, uh, Sandisk has these 128 gig 
uh, SD cards. You should get oh, on this because they were because they were yeah. a great deal. So I did. I was like, okay, great. I went to Amazon. I ordered two of them. That was the Max. They were directly from SanDisk, right? I ordered two. Mm-hmm. I come back. I put them in my A7R3 because the point was to use them in an A7R3 because I need the bigger cards for the A7R3. And uh, and I put them in, and it worked great in slot two, but would not read at all in slot one. Um, so it was just didn't function. I got the second card of the two cards that I bought. Slot slot two, fine. Slot one, nothing. Uh, and it turns out that a lot of other Sony users with the A7 III and A7R III were having the same problem on that particular group of cards from SanDisk yep. um, that was 128 gigs that were like on sale at that time. And a lot of Sony users, new Sony users, users bought those in particular. And lo and behold, they do not work in slot one. Uh, they are genuine cards. Like after after going through the forums, you know, as far as everything goes, and it just so happens to be that some uh, something that Sony did with that card slot one, um, and in combination with some you know slightly new format or something like that with the the Sandix cards does not work. So I've got these cards that work great in slot two, don't work in slot one. Which is actually, I can just keep using them and find whatever because I have a lot of other 128 gig cards, actually from SanDisk, but just like a different lot that that works. Um, so it doesn't really affect me. I just can only use them in slot two, but it is it's annoying as hell, right? And uh, and it lasts a lot of people like returning them, and uh, and and it's kind of I think it's still kind of up in the air whether as it's if it's Sony's issue that 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 it's their fault or if they can fix it with with firmware which I think that's the case. I think they can fix it with the firmware or if it was like Sandix Sandix's fault for like adding some like little technology in the in the format or something like that, but I think it's more was, of a Sony issue than it is Sandisk. Um, I was going to ask you if you tried to reformat the card like in your computer. Like Oh yeah, I mean wipe I, everything. It out. Oh yeah, everything. It's yeah. it's a it's a hardware issue between that between those Sony camera bodies and the actual card itself. So it's it's interesting because that's a problem that I've never seen um, before. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so, so cute. Jimmy, he's kissing his cat cat on the camera. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, yeah, this show has got to be on video. (laughs) Yeah. So this one is something today, isn't it? Um, so anyway, uh, do we, do we guys have any other, Jimmy, did you finish your story? Yeah, Jimmy, no, where uh, are you going? Well, Any? Uh, did I did overall, I like did see. I go on so a the, tyrant of a did I was I a tyrant of a tangent? <laughs> tangent. Um, <laughs> overall, I got a lot of you know comments and Slack, and they go, "How come you're raw, raw, and this and that, and blah blah blah." So, but the you know the JPEGs were totally fine. It was pretty nice editing in JPEG. I got to say, you know, if you got good white balance and good mm. exposure in JPEG, wow, does it fly through everything. But, so basically what you're saying is Andy, if this happened to you and you were shooting JPEG, you're SOL because uh because my auto white balance technique. No, well, no, yeah, you can fix it a little bit, but uh, nope, SOL. But okay. if I was shooting JPEG, would I be shooting auto white balance? That's a separate question. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for sure. my little my little tangent. <laughs> um <laughs> So I did the whole job. It wasn't many images. It was a couple hundred said and done, maybe less. And she's extremely happy. Uh, I'm happy with everything too. I'll blog it soon. I posted a few pics on the page there. I think a screen cap of some thumbnails. And uh, I did the, – the, the listeners and the readers and everyone involved, you are correct. I should be shooting raw, raw. So I now bought some more cards. You worry me because I just bought some Sandex cards. <laughs> Actually, the 64 <laughs> gigs. Uh, usually I buy Lexar, but it. 
they sent me SanDisk for some reason, but they're actually higher speed, so I'm like, fine. Um, and uh, I should be fine. So uh, what I'll do now is once I know the one card is fine and has all the RAWs on there, I can just format the other one and then, you know, put the other one, put the, the one of them in the safe that I that I obviously didn't format. So that way it's good. So I know every job, two new cards, boom, test them out. Let's go. In case I have a failure again, I have the whole other job. Because I would hate to do a whole wedding in JPEG. Yeah, that would be that would be mm-hmm. unfortunate. So um, so yes, I am now raw raw people. Everyone was commenting on that thread. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, for your input and goes uh, to show you. You know, it, people are like, oh, I never had a card fail. Like, well, you know, just because you flip a coin a thousand times and it lands on heads doesn't mean it's going to land on heads the hundred thousands and the next the next one up. You know, I liked you know where I mean? that analogy was going up <laughs> until the point up, where <laughs> up until the point where a fifty fifty odds became one yeah. out of a million. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, it's it's shit happens, right? Yeah, so yeah. who knows? I've had a couple cards fail before, but um, yes, you, know, you might agree, Andy. The, the Sony seems a bit fragile, of course, compared to a DSLR. Like it's so electronic. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that it's, if one little thing goes wrong here, it's just going to cause a spiral effect, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything's wrong. Because you know, for example, if you're shooting. And it's buffering. You say you shoot you high burst. You go like this, and then you mm-hmm. go to do something. You can't do anything but hit playback. Yeah, there actually. Can't... Let me let me get. To, so yeah, that reminds me of one thing that's that kind of irks me about the Sony. Did I mention this about the delay on start? I don't think I did. Maybe I was talking to somebody else. Uh, one thing about that Sony, and tell Jimmy, tell me if, what you think about this. Are you shooting one camera body or two camera bodies with that Sony? Uh, I picked up a A7 as a backup, which um, at reception I might just pop oh, on a right. different commander and a wide lens and just go with that and just play because it it's so light. It's like around my neck. Yeah, you know, uh, but no, I'm I'm mostly one camera. One thing uh, for two camera body shooters to be aware of with these Sony cameras, um, this that's a negative. Uh, so. You pick up your D5, your D850, your D750, your Canon 5D Mark IV, 5D Mark III, right? You pick it up, if the camera's turned on, you pick it up, and something happens, and you pick it up, and you shoot, and you fire away immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. When you're shooting two camera bodies, right? I've got, so I'm I'm in my, my Nikon D750, Sony A7R III world. I pick up my D750, I shoot, right? But let's say the Sony's sitting there for for a few minutes while I'm firing away on my D750. I'm shooting with a long lens, right? And I got the I got a 35 on the Sony, right? So I'm shooting with the long lens, shooting with the long lens, and then something happens up really close. I go to pick up my Sony, my A7R3, and one, two, three, now I can fire. Mm. There is like this three-second delay even when the camera is turned on, right? So the camera's turned on, but it's been, but it like it like turns off because it's saving battery because because you know these these uh, mirrorless cameras take a lot of you know energy to keep the LCD on, and right? And so they're doing all these these power saving things, right? So I go to pick up the Sony, and there's like a three-second delay. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating it a little bit, but it's like a two-second delay. Between Enough. the time I pick up that camera and I'm ready to fire, and let me tell you, I have missed things. I I, I have missed things waiting mm. for with that with that little two second delay. And now, if I was shooting the one, if it was my only camera body, fine because it's just on the whole time and I'm using it, whatever, right? But if you're shooting two camera bodies and it's off to your side, and then you go to pick it up and re- ready to fire, right? Because because that's how I shoot. I'm, I'm I'm shooting with a long lens with a Nikon, right? And then somebody comes up to me, I go to pick it up on the Sony, and then I'm like, oh my god. Like two seconds, I just missed that shot or that hug or that thing that happened because I'm waiting for this camera to be ready to shoot 
with that little two second delay between the time I and you have to like push the you know the 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 fire button you know the the trigger what do you call it uh the the release what do you call the what do you call the button that we use shutter button button I mean I've only shot however many hundreds of weddings and I'm what do you call that (laughs) what is this that I'm doing I thought Sony had a secret button that I didn't know about (laughs) no the the trigger is that what we call it the trigger. Isn't it a camera release? Shutter release. Shutter release. What's the what's the appropriate terminology? Shutter release? It's, it's a button. Just move on. None it's of us know. Button. We've all shot hundreds of weddings <laughs> and we don't know the proper terminology for the thing that takes the photo. The shutter button. Shutter button release thing. Whatever the case, whatever the case you got. Shutter release. You gotta press that button and wait. Shutter for release it. button. Yeah, there you go. This is the title for the podcast. The, the other, yeah, shutter, yeah it's, I, Wikipedia that, says that, it's that, a shutter, shutter release button. That, okay, so that's the title of the podcast. Episode 94, shutter release button. Andy, you know, <laughs> now there we all an know. Auto, there's an auto time, uh, like a sleep mode. I forget exactly what it's called in Sony. I'm going like, to have to look into that then. Yeah, it's right in the menu. So it's yeah. like five minutes to I'm four minutes. To yeah, because, because, who on earth reads these menus? I mean, uh, I think... No, no, not the menu Someone menu. made a comment in, in, the, in the forum about, oh, it looks like you didn't read the menu. Like who no. on earth reads? Wait, or you mean the, who? No, the manual. The manual. Manual. No, I'm not talking. Yeah. It doesn't come with a manual anymore. It no, no, no book, no camera does that really. But well, no, they still it, do. No, no really, really? they do. They come. With I know. I didn't. Oh, my my Nikon's do. Jeez, does anybody yeah, know anything Nikon on this does. podcast? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, in the main menu, just go through the camera itself. Somewhere in the main menu, in the in the settings, is like auto off, auto or I don't think it's sleep, but it's like auto off. Like I said, like you got to. It's got the the button is on. The, the you know the, the trigger button by the the button that candy can't remember the name of and uh <laughs> so the camera's the switch is on but the camera goes in sleep mode which right. is basically off mode mm-hmm. so you got to wake it up to uh to turn it on again so that i try, i have mine set to like i don't know eight minutes ten minutes something pretty big because like you said yeah just in case something happens i want to pick it up i want that thing to be ready right away right. i don't want to have it wake up yeah i'm definitely gonna have to look into that because especially like especially like at a ceremony when that stuff is happening you know or things are quick paced but there's so much in that i just was just playing with that menu the other day when i got the a7 because there's some a lot that the the, uh, that the a3 has of course that the a7 doesn't even it's a backup camera i want to be able to pick it up and go to a couple of buttons to be like okay continuous high here's face detection here whatever the case is so it's not like a totally new camera in case i have to go to it and there's still things in that camera that I just I'm like on the fence about, especially with the focus modes. It's like, what's the difference between this one and this one? It's like, it's like almost the same. I won't get into it, but yeah, I, I've I've actually I've come to really really like the focusing stuff even more than when I first got it. After I kind of learned a little bit more about those modes, read your manual, Jimmy. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So just uh, one other you know main topic here. Um, and I'll ask you guys, uh, first uh, we, in the, in the group we had, this was a few weeks ago. Um, and I, we never really answered it or we didn't we'd get into, into it on the show. A few people did it on the comments, but it wasn't really much. Um, and Darcy, Darcy asks, uh, any commercial photographers in here? Um, I primarily photograph weddings, but have been contacted for a commercial job. That sounds very interesting. I'm completely lost with trying to, um, complete a quote though. Any help would be awesome. So, you know, even if this is the thing that we've talked about before, but like even though we're primarily wedding photographers or people listening to the show are primarily wedding photographers or aspiring wedding photographers, we often get commercial inquiries because some of our past clients run businesses and and all these things. 
uh, and com- quoting for commercial gigs is pretty tough. Um, and I feel like I've got a, f- a few things that I've done over the years that I think can maybe be helpful for people to kind of just break it down in your head uh, in terms of like how to price things out. But um, before we do that, like uh, Jimmy and Neil, what do you guys do? Uh, what, what well, are, I do a lot, I do headshots quite often. Um, that's that runs the second part of the business. I, I when I speak at PPA and all that, it's it's about headshots. Um, I have a very very signature style that I invented, um, that I talk about that I cannot escape from, no matter how hard I try. I always go back to it, and of course I should. It's my look. I know it from a thumbnail this big. So and I do that. Uh, I don't do my. I can't really do my signature look on location, but. I certainly I don't when she says um, commercial, that's a bit broad though. I'm, I'm guessing it's not headshots. I'm guessing it's like industrial stuff. Maybe maybe she just put the word the word the word the wrong word in there and meant like yeah I'm doing a bunch of I'm doing a business let's say and I'm shooting the interiors and I'm shooting the outside and I'm shooting the people. So well I think you know uh, I think Dar- Darcy I think it's a a, a a dude I could be wrong on that. Um, that's number one. But number two is I think, you know, with commercial gigs, I think we're talking about any time that a business is going to use that, that, you know, in advertising, the end result is a photo that's going to be used for advertising, promotional use. And I think that's what they're talking about when they ask that question. So um, in particular it's with t- that, it's hard. I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, right? To price it out and why should we be charging what we should be charging for usage and all that. But what do you, what do you do? Like Jimmy, if you have like a, a mid, like a, a regional um, group um, that that is going to be using those the end results of the headshots for promotional use, or they might use it on a billboard, okay, or they I'll, might you know use sure. it. So what? So um, how do you handle those kinds of inquiries? And I think that's what we're talking about here. I have if I'm bringing okay, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of twofold. It's either a I'm doing an environmental style shoot where uh i'm using available light and maybe like a handheld ice lighter or some handheld led or something nothing that's popping a flash not, e- not even a speed light not even that because that's just a lot of looking back and forth and checking um and i'm kind of moving around really quickly with a doctor in one office and then a patient in this office i do that all the time with a local with a really big company here in, in my area and if i'm doing that i have a, a like a base rate that I'm not, I'm not leaving the house for unless it's it's this number mm-hmm. and if it's like two people or maybe up to like you know 10 people or if it's an hour based thing where it's like okay I can be in and out an hour or so or if it's under four hours I'll charge you this soon if I know it's going to be a bigger job it's the next level that's one two the other one is that if I'm bringing a, an, a, a mini studio with me backdrop lights stands a whole thing tripod I'm planted everyone's coming to me uh, which I'm doing next week, then I'm at the next price point. And personally, and I've done all three, I've done uh, continuous lighting, I've done uh, the speed lights, and I've done studio strobes. And I don't, you can, we can argue this till we all throw up. The studio strobes have the best look than anything else, unless I'm popping like six speed lights inside the softbox to get the same look. And it's just, that's just too much to set up. So from now on, I'm doing, I'm doing it right. I'm doing it hundred percent. I'm packing up my studio strobes, which is not that big of a deal. I still got to bring soft boxes and, and any, and that kind of stuff anyway, which is portable. So that's, that's where I stand two different price points. And, and then it, it, it to me, it depends. I, I, I weigh how many people are involved versus how long I know I'm going to be there for. So if they say, Hey, you have uh, there's 12 people in our office. We need headshots of everybody. Okay. 
am I then going to be shooting the office itself? Like, you know, wide shot of this room and this room and candidates of people doing their thing. That's another thing you got to talk about. Cause you go there, they might be like, okay, oh, just shoot so-and-so standing over there. You're like, um, no, I didn't bring a prime lens with me. And uh, you didn't, we didn't discuss that. Make sure everything is discussed. Are you doing exteriors as well? You know, all that kind of thing. And written down in the estimate. Written down. Yes. Written down in your proposal. And then, uh, uh, if, if that's the case, like where it's 12 people, and it's spread out over a six-hour day. I'm at the six-hour rate. You know, it's it's that's that's a full day. That's a, that's a, that's a full day no matter what you do. But I can do, and I've done this. I used to do all the headshots at Mercedes-Benz uh, USA. It was based in Jersey, and for years I I went there all the time. And they would call me up. They got this half-million-dollar car in their in their office, and Steve Cannon, the the president at the time, is there, and you, they need a headshot with him by the car. And I'm like for me to bring all this stuff I gotta be at this number and like they would be like okay and that's fine they understand because they like my work they like me and that kind of phased away they just didn't need me anymore but uh, actually they don't even do it anymore so I, I thought I got bumped out by someone else but it, I'm I'm grateful to find out that I wasn't so that was a good gig I love that gig it was, it was fun and I still do stuff like that around here so weigh the odds just because it's 10 people doesn't mean it's gonna be in and out in an hour you know, I've done 300 people in a day and they're literally lined up and they're in front of me for 15, 20 seconds. And that's by the computer doing stuff. It's like, it's craziness. And, um, my thing next week is pretty easy. It's like 40 mm. people. It's pretty, pretty quick. But you know, the, I tell these people like, you know, I don't need 15 minutes per person. So mm. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta dive in a little bit and do it to this, to Darcy. And then just think of a number in your head. That's comfortable for you to leave your studio or your house, whatever, pack up your gear, do the shoot, and then leave. And then remember that that might, that might keep them happy for two, three years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it, it might not be an ongoing job. So don't undercut yourself to be like, oh, they'll might be back next week again or next month or next year. They might not. They might be good for three, four years with headshots or whatever you're doing. So it's all, it all depends on where you are too, you know. Neil, commercial photography based. thoughts for Darcy? Hmm. Yeah, I just say no, or or I over overprice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just don't hurt the industry. You know, you don't don't undercut your your everybody because um, that that just hurts everybody. Um, just to get the job, so um, don't take on more work than than what you're getting paid for, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and I uh, see that's that's the tough thing about commercial work is you know then you got to dive into. Um, you know, how many prints are they going to use? Like whether it's brochures or magazines and yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. And like the area, is it going to, is it going to be national? Is it just, you know, the local area, all that I, stuff? We, yeah, we, we don't, I don't, uh, I don't think any of us have an answer for that. That's a, a real commercial photographer. Yeah. And it might, for all I know, there might be set rates being like, okay, I've magazine full page. Here you go. Here's the usage mm-hmm. rights, you know? But I know, I, I mean, I, I know there's programs, like software programs that you can use. I'm sure Andy probably knows a couple things out there. Uh, do you? Mm-hmm. That, 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 yeah. yeah, commercial so, photographers use? Uh, uh, Blinkbid is the is the main one, and they've since moved from a, uh, uh, from a, a desktop application to an online application. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can like go in there and get a free trial and get an idea of the things that you can be putting into your commercial estimates, um, you know, in order to, uh, you know, price the way that you want to. Um, you know, I brought this up because I, I, I have recently done a few commercial gigs um, in various capacities. And I want to just uh, explain what I've kind of, what my approach has become over the years. 
because getting commercial in, uh, inqu- inquiries, especially when you're dealing with where is it going to be used and it's going to be used in bigger places that you have to deal with is kind of a pain. Um, and it, and it really slows you down. And, and, and sometimes I, you know, I take that approach too. I'm like, ah, um, too busy. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but because it is, it's a pain to get these estimates together and kind of do it the right way. Um, and, and it also depends on how busy you are at that particular time, you know? Um, so well, what would you shoot though, Andy? What was it exactly you, you photographed? So actually, so I had two, two gigs recently. One was, uh, I got a call from an ad agency out in Chicago and they were looking for a, um, for me to shoot or somebody right to shoot the hotel owner in the hotel for a mattress company. Um, and so that was the, that was what they were looking for. And then I had a second one that was, um, they were looking for headshots for news anchors, like local news anchors, um, you know, in our, in our area. And my, my, so, okay. So here's, here's, here's what I want here's what I want to say. If you want to simplify the process of writing an estimate for this kind of work, I really think the the biggest the first thing you need to do is find out as much information as you can because it's very hard to pull information out of these people early in the conversation. Um, but you have to you have you have to get as much information as possible in order to write an estimate that you're comfortable with, right? So the so step one is ask them ask them things. What is you know like what are what are you doing? What's the usage for? Where will it you know how many people? Where is it shot? Is it shot on location? Are you, um, you need to be asking as many questions as you possibly can, um, you know, in terms of like what the shoot is and what they're trying to do before you give any numbers, before you give an estimate. Um, <laughs> something's happening over there. What's happening, Jimmy? Um, there's my friend Kathleen Gemma, photographer. Kathleen! Come on, come say hi. Hey. Kathleen, come say hi yeah, now. It's not. It's it's it's. She's very new to podcasting. Oh, Kathleen, it's time. <laughs> so, it's video just for us, Kathleen. Yeah, it's it's, not yeah. There's yeah. The video is anything. just us. Here, the, vo- the, the voice Hello. is the only thing that ends up on air. Hi, Kathleen. <laughs> I can't hear anybody. Microphone. Microphone. Oh, she oh, on. I unplugged. Here we go. Right, Hello. Hey, Hello. how's it going? You're yeah. you're a photographer as so well. When I, you know, when I, whenever I do the, uh, oh, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna do this. That's this I is this know. is her. That's all I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> Well, hello, Kathleen. Hi. Uh, are, What's up? Are you are you wedding photographer? Yes, I am. Oh, very good. How do you know this yes. this this handsome man, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara? How do I know you? Hey, uh, which one? The uh, <laughs> R-rated version or he, the? He dated my ex-boyfriend. Oh, oh. come on! <laughs> <laughs> no. I met him uh, through Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Um, it was, a, was it? Lo- our local chapter of uh, New York State professional photographers. Ah, mm. yes. And, and, Somewhere and, on a boat. And mm-hmm. we work together a lot. We hang out a lot. Uh, we take vacations together. We, with, me, Natalie, and True. we just went to Florida recently. Cool. So we're like the three best friends that, that anyone can have. have. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> this is really, this is, we're really finding some things out now. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's funny. What was I gonna? Oh, right, so I was so, gonna say, uh, <laughs> have you have you listened to the show before? or No. What did you think of this guy? Have you listened to like maybe one half no, of an I episode? Him. I oh, hear yeah, of you've him. heard I enough of him. You know, no. you know how it goes. I, I I probably I probably should, 
listen to him. <laughs> you should listen to the podcast. It's funny. He's such a smart guy. Yeah. Well, this will be your know. first episode, Kathleen, that you listen to because you're on it now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to be famous in the world of Wedding Photographers Unite. Everybody oh, like, no. oh, who's that <laughs> Kathleen? You know? But um, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's no video, right? No, oh, there's shit. no video. That's... I mean, I mean <laughs> well, I mean, there's video that we can see, but you know. Um, All right. That's so, good. That's fine. Okay. So one question, Kathleen, since you're on the show, and since you're a wedding photographer, um, and I'll, if we, if you had to give uh, one piece of advice to uh, newer wedding photographers who are starting this crazy thing out called wedding photography, what would you, what would you tell your younger self? Should you tell them to do it? Would you tell them to run away? Um, would you give them a piece of advice? What would you say to those those people? Because those are primarily a lot of people that listen to our show. Hmm. What would I say? I would say definitely do it. Um. I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, get a lot of experience. Work with other photographers. You know, watch and learn. That, that don't, is, don't just. Yeah, that's a good advice. I, yeah, I agree. don't just huh. pick up a camera and be like, oh, I'm a photographer. Look at me. You know. How long? How long have you been shooting for? I've been doing this for like seven years now. More than okay. Eight, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, but like when I first started, I actually that's what I did. I I was doing second shooting for a lot of other photographers, and you learn what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. them. But, so, yeah. uh, okay, so. Basically, uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, so so okay. So listen, when you get those initial quotes, um, or when you get when you get that initial information, um, just get as much as you can, and then once you have that information, then you can start to um, put you know some kind of an, an estimate together from that. Um, the, one of the biggest things I think we can be doing, I've talked about this before, for even for our wedding photography business, is knowing what our cost of doing business is. Look up a cost of doing business calculator. Know what uh, um, you know how much money you want to be making per year. I'm not going to go through that whole song and dance again. But once you know your cost of doing business, that should really inform you of like what your day rate is, or like what your day rate should be as far as like what your time is worth on on, on each day that you have available to work throughout the year. And then once you have a day rate, you know, as you once you get as much information as possible you know, from whatever gig, you know, inquiry that you're getting, then you can basically know, well, okay, I have all this information from what they want to do and the way that I would shoot it for this particular client. Um, that is two days of work or that's one day of work or that's a half day of work, right? And then once you know that, because you have all the information that you basically need, that you could then at that point just basically say, okay, well, here's my day rate because I, you know, and when you put your estimate together, you put in what I was saying, look, with Jimmy before is you put in exactly word for word, word for word, you know, photograph like for that, um, the, the second headshot newscaster job that I shot, photograph 23 newscasters um, over the course of such and such time. Um, you know, two shots, both sh- both framed horizontally, one smiles and one kind of a relaxed look. And and it's all in there. You write it out exactly word for word, exactly what you're going to shoot, the way you're going to shoot it. So it's so it's very clear to them when they when they're looking at the estimate, this is what he's going to do. He's going to shoot them horizontal. He's going to edit them that way. This is the way the images are going to be selected. You basically write it out in a paragraph and you say, this is the way the shoot is going to be. It's going to be scheduled. You even put like the time that things are going to be scheduled. So this way it's like it's very clear. And I think it makes it look, you know, you look very good when you're when when you've showed the client that you've been listening to that conversation 
about what information or what they're looking for out of the shoot, right? Then you do the shoot, you you put out the estimate, here's what it is, here's my day rate, I need an assistant, here's their day rate, right? Um, and and then you've then you've got a basis to start from in terms of like what you're actually working with in terms of what you're gonna give them, right? Or what you're gonna what you're gonna charge them for what they're going to get, right? That's what an estimate should be. So you have that. This is shenanigans that's happening over there. This is I, this was. A, a, oh man, I gotta oh, screen capture this. You have to screen capture that exactly right now, exactly right now. Please, Neil, do it. <laughs> Done. Did you get him the full one though? <laughs> oh, not the full one. Wait, hold Jimmy, on. oh, talk for go. a second. Jimmy, oh, talk on, so, so my screen gets bigger. No, I got it. I Hi got guys, it. what's up? What's happening? Here we are. That's what I want. With a new hairstyle, you know. That's what. I, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm, he was just I'm like doing working everything. the photos now. One more time, Jimmy, talk again. So you can be big yeah. on my screen. All right there. Here oh, me. yeah. Hold on. I got to get the baldness going like that, you know? Ooh, that looks hot, right? That is. <laughs> you, okay, this is, we are off the rails at this point. nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. That, in addition, that also looks extremely creepy. Um, but... <laughs> oh, I know. We do it all the time. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> uh, okay, so to wrap up my thoughts... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just, just bringing this back back home, people. Uh, to wrap up my thoughts, um, get your day rate. Know what you're charging. Put right in your stuff there, and then um, and then in addition, in addition, charge what you what you what is your time worth to edit? If if you think that editing is going to take a half day or a full day, charge that as well. But write that in as a separate editing fee and your and your estimate there, right? And then finally, for usage, here's what I want to say on that. Um, if you want to do things the right way on usage, um, you're going to do lots and lots and lots of research and you're going to talk to other, you know, you're going to look up Getty images. You're going to see what other people have charged for billboards in particular places and put a timeline on it. However, here's what I want to say about usage. You should be charging something for usage. Um, but I think in today's world, it should be more of a broad usage. It should be more of a long-term, you know, um, uh, usage where, you know, not putting as many years on it, right? Or, or, or sometimes you can limit by the number of years that you're going to charge. Um, so you have usage for one year, you have usage for two years. I think people want a, a little bit more of a broader use in that in terms of like where they can put it, why and when. So I'm personally more of an unlimited broad usage. Here's what I'm going to charge you per image. And I try and keep that pretty reasonable. Um, I think our, the, the usage fees in, in, in general were for kind of a different time um, where things were more print print based as opposed to our digital world that we live in this is this is hard enough to kind of talk about this topic with is it with whatever the hell is going on over there which <laughs> between me and uh and all she's on the floor insanity. laughing i don't know why welcome to our world so anyway charge something for usage but 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 ask yourself what is it worth because those usage numbers are made up at the end of the day anyway let's be real okay so you know the, the, the idea with usage, if it's gonna, if there's lots of eyeballs that are gonna see it, and the client is able to pay for a lot of money to put these billboards up, you should get a percentage of that. That's the idea behind it. But also, let's be realistic with what where we are in today's world. And I think yeah. that means also on that usage. note too, Andy, with usage rights, the uh, it will expire. Well, sure Jimmy, if you were paying too. attention to anything I just said, I said that you can do that but i would think that maybe you want to do it to be a little bit broader and um because a lot of people today just want the images and don't want to have to check hey can i use this image for how long and then you as a photographer have to check if somebody's you know using your image longer than they should be i'm personally i don't deal with that 
I just do broader usage and and here's a here's a a fee that I think is reasonable and worth my time in addition to my day rate. So there you go. Jim does not listen. No, never listens. Yeah, he's just such a. Got the Gemma, ladies and gentlemen. You know what, guys? I, I got to talk to you guys about something that just happened today, and it's been on my mind, and I'm kind of stressed over it. Um, so a, a month ago, if you guys don't mind me talking. Yeah, but by the way, I love this, because this whole podcast, like, I'm trying to, like, keep it in the pocket, but I've, I've utterly failed, like, in terms, of, in terms of, like, where this is going. No, so the, this, yeah, but, this is just a yeah, conversation. Yeah, this is about weddings, point, though. So this is I'm about weddings. I'm ready. Go for this it. This is about weddings. Yeah. This is about weddings. Okay, this is about a wedding. Uh, so a month ago, I shot a wedding, and a month before that, we sent them their invoice of uh, how much they owed. And uh, these couple, the, the, this couple, they they kind of chipped away at their balance over over the years since they booked us, and um, they only owed five hundred bucks. So two weeks goes by, um, no payment. Then we're like a week closer to their wedding day, and we're like, you know, you you owe us five hundred bucks, or or you know, we don't show up. And then the bride says, oh, you know what, the, uh, my, my fiancé got in a motorcycle accident, da-da-da. So we're like, okay, well, since it's only 500 bucks, we'll come shoot the wedding, and you can owe us after the fact, and you won't get any images. So the, after the wedding, she was like, um, you know, thank you so much. You, you guys were the only ones that, that were, you know, were very nice to us and respected us. Uh, everybody was else was mean. She was actually during di- after during um, after dinner during sunset. I couldn't find them, but I couldn't find them because they took the envelopes and they were trying to pay off their bar bill um, during the wedding. Um, so that's that's kind of like how how strapped for cash that they were. And um, so we we're like, okay, we'll invoice you afterwards. And um, so two weeks goes by, and they said, you know what, can't pay it. And she said, by the, by the time we get our next paychecks, we'll definitely, we promise you, we'll pay you. And uh, so we're like, okay. And that and that's today. And then we got a phone call, or we got an email saying, you know, we have bills due. We just can't pay you guys. So right now I'm, yesterday I actually started their wedding, editing their wedding. So I'm kind of like through, I'm almost to the ceremony. And we haven't gotten paid yet. And she said, you know, just put us on the back burner and like right now I'm like kind of like halfway in, in in their wedding and it's like, should I continue finishing their wedding? Because once they, they do pay, I want to have their images ready to go, mm-hmm. but I do have other people waiting for images as well. So should I really put them on the back burner? You know, this is what happens when you're really, really nice to people and you get taken advantage of. Um, but I also like to be that way. And, and, and plus it's 500 bucks. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it means a lot to them. Um, I mean, what, have you guys ever been in this situation? What do you guys do? Should you put them in the back burner and, and continue on with everybody else who's actually paid in full? What's what, what do you guys? I, I would have done just... the, the same thing, Neil. I, I think that's reasonable. You know what what you did there, and I don't think there's anything wrong with you did, and I would have done it. And I think that they're also still being respectful from what you just said. Mm-hmm. Where they, even I mean, told their communication you, yeah, is like exactly, straight up like, honest. Yeah, and and that's okay. And sometimes that kind of thing happens, and whatever. But. I mean, I, it really depends on what you want to do is if you want to finish it right now or put it on the back burner. She basically told you to, so I would give yourself permission to do that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if you just want to be done editing that wedding and kind of keep going in the order, I would edit the wedding. But um, I really wouldn't deliver it until you got the final balance or if you want to show them sometimes when I've had clients um, that have not paid right by the time that I've, that I've gotten to their point in editing – I'll edit the wedding if I want to and if I want to get it out of my queue. 
Um, but I will sometimes deliver, or like actually, even these the commercial gig that I just did for the for the headshots, right? Like I um, I got my deposit for the shoot, I shot the shoot, and then I I throw everything up on in the gallery. But there's um, like a light over the whole image. It says proof over the whole image, so they know, hey, this is a proof gallery. Um, you know, we're you're only doing those two edits we talked about. Pick out the images that you want, right? And then, but it says it's a proof gallery, unedited proofs. They know what it is, right? But if in that case, I would do like a proof gallery. I would have it like deliver the wedding, but I would put proof over everything, right? Um, so that they are not going to have access to the actual wedding images until they pay off that balance. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, but you I, could go either way on that. I I would um, regardless of the the amount. Although of course, if it's 50 bucks versus 5,000, there's a different scale. But either way, I would, I've been there before. I just, I continue the wedding as planned. And then if they owe me anything, which actually just happened, you know, if we're doing, I don't know how you guys work. I work like this and most services work. You pay for the service, you, you, you do a retainer, and then you pay for the service before the person shows up, usually in full. Some people require a little bit after the fact. I never like doing that unless no. there's an album involved. Yeah. Yeah. This is how yeah. we yeah. like to work. So, this was a, a digital package only, and for some reason, when the bride booked it, it was a small wedding. It was just me. She said, well, my husband-to-be is a little uh, weary about paying everything in full. How about we do X amount, and then at the end, 1000 when everything's ready? I said, fine. You know why? Because I get all the balls in my court. I got the entire wedding professionally shot in my court, and I'm not releasing a gallery for them to even see. Maybe a blog at best, but they're not getting anything. They're not even seeing anything. Beforehand, because if I release the gallery, they can order prints, and then they might be done, and they never pay me that money, which actually happened a few years ago in for a wedding I did in Mexico, and for two years in almost a court battle, I had to go, you know, to, to, you know, go back and forth with this. So, Neil, I would just, I would just continue forward as if everything's good, and then if she still owes you upon the time you're ready to release the gallery, be like, hey, just touching base, everything's done. Uh, just legally, I'm, uh, I'm abided to, you know, I gotta, we gotta settle up, and then everything's yours. And yeah, you know what? I was going to send a it. teaser, but now she, now she, like she broke her promise. You know, she promised us, and now it's like kind of trust is kind of going out the window for now. Um, but you know, I, I got to move on. You know, my my to do list is just way too long right now, so I, I just got to move on. And um, and who knows when I'm going to see this money? It, it could be like midwinter. It could be January or February. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not going to stress out about it now. So oh, two years. Yeah, it was a wedding in Mexico. Ooh. Natalie and I did it. Um, she owed us some money. Uh, it was a couple. It was a few grand, I think. It was a lot. And uh, one thing after another, I I was about to take her to court. She was very nice. She just, you know, her dad paid for it. But then the dad was like, "I just paid for the initial deposit. I didn't think it was gonna be this much." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. What do you think the contract said?" You know. So yeah. I did a blog um, that had watermarks on it and were very small images. And I don't know if she saw that, but then the gallery was just on hold for two years. And then she, find, then she started paying me in um, in installments, and then like halfway through the installments, because I had a credit card, and a credit card was fine. I think I released the gallery like close to the end, oh, or right to the end, very end, and and all ended up being just fine. You know, I was just communicating with her. I wasn't being yeah. like, you know, Mister Strict person about it. Like this is what it is. I was just talking to her like a person. And then I said, unfortunately, if this has to go to court, then so be it. And she was like, okay. And then you know, she would beg me not to do it again, and gave me some money. And I'm like, okay, I pulled the court thing blah 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 whatever but you know i finished the, i finished the wedding in case she was like okay i have the money i don't want to then be like oh you know crap you're another two weeks out because i gotta edit this thing mm-hmm. wedding after two years yeah yeah that's, i wouldn't want to do that either 
Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen concurs. I, I did. <laughs> I did have this one client, uh, and this almost never happens. I usually almost ninety nine percent of the time, like I get paid. But I had this one client. I shot this headshots in twenty fifteen, and did the headshots. Gave him a proof gallery, kind of like what we just talked about. And I, my invoice system like says, hey, reminder. It was the, We're talking like 500 bucks or something like of the balance, you know? And it was like, hey, here's a reminder, here's a reminder, and nothing, nothing, nothing. Then I get an email from him like later on, a few months after the shoot, like, hey, you know, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Things have been tough, blah, blah, blah. Can I, can I pay you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I put up the invoice again. Nothing. This happened for like two years or something like that. Wow. Um, I just got paid from a 2015, from a June 2015 headshot session. I just got paid like two months ago in 2018. Ooh, wow. What? <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I never expected I would ever get paid from that shoot, but I was like, but he kept, he kept on like, Hey, things are tough, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. I, you know, like we did the shoot and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, you know, it happens if you want, if you want the images, he wanted the images too. Cause I thought it was a great session. I was happy with the shots and everything he was too. Um, and I'm like, you know, but I can't, I'm, you know, it's a proof gallery until you give me what you want. And then I'll edit it. And he, he eventually he paid me in 2018 for his 2015. Well, well you session. know, you know how editing changes over the years. Did you kind of go back and, uh, and, and redo them a little bit? <laughs> well, <laughs> cause so, you probably looked at, uh, looked at the folder like, Ooh, no, this is uh this is what I was doing way back. So, then. well, so luckily <laughs> he just had like a proof gallery, so I didn't do like a full edit. So oh, I didn't okay. do any of that, you know, and, and for those kinds of shoots i will do touch-up work and stuff like that so mm. so he chose his you know whatever images he was supposed to choose and then i added them in my current style today so he got a better editing style see you should wait five years to or <laughs> many years to to get the more current editing style you know sure and you, and you know what? We're, we're usually hardcore of like okay we will not show up unless we're paid in full but then they pulled this whole accident card out out on us so we, we kind of, you know, we gave in, of course. And then all of a sudden we arrive at the wedding and he's, he's like completely fine. It's like, okay, did you guys just, you know, use that as an excuse to get to, get to show up? And then all yeah, these promises think, are are broken. So, you know, I don't just, personally, I don't, I don't do the paid in full thing, but let's uh, recently I had some, it was last year. I think I talked about it on the podcast where uh, it was, it was like, it seemed very scammy at first, like just with the emails and the communication and a very small wedding, just myself, just a couple hours. And I'm like, Basically, I said to the groom, I'm like, look, I'm not leaving my studio without some kind of deposit. I'm sorry. I'm, I, even just $500 will get me there. And if you take care of the balance the day of or another time, fine. And so he Venmoed me or PayPal me or something, the money. And I'm like, okay. And it was legit. And it was a great day. But the, the, the people who call you up be like, yeah, hey, man, can you do a shoot tomorrow in Brooklyn under the bridge in Dumbo area? I got, you know, my friends are coming to this whole cool thing. I'm like, what's a cool thing? What's going on? I need details. I need a deposit. I'm not just meeting you in Brooklyn and then doing a, a, a potential shoot. Get the hell out of here. Come here. I've had that happen too. And uh, that's this one guy. I was crazy. Just walking off the street. Just be like thinking he's some rock star. I'm like, you're not a rock star. You just, you're nothing. Well, who are you? I'm like, if you're a rock star, give me a deposit. I'll meet you in Brooklyn. So just set your laws. You know, I'm not leaving unless I get this much up front or, and I'm not releasing a gallery until the contract is settled. That's just yeah. really it. Whatever the contract states. But Kathleen, does Jimmy talk to clients like this? Do you know? Yes. Is, does, is he, no, is he really he's like this? Yelling. I'm yeah. yelling a lot. <laughs> he's always like, like <laughs> Like even on wedding days, like in front of a bride, like does he? Uh, is he really like this? Yeah, he's very what is it abrasive? I I, I am. He's very like <laughs> if, if he's standing in 
in front of the bride and everybody's like, come on, guys, let's do this. You have to do this now. We have to do this now. Nothing's going to get done. Like, I would like no. to think my voice doesn't sound like, like okay, that. Okay, for example, I had uh, my bride. Yeah, your voice is like that. Okay. Yeah, she, she is had, kind of on, yes. Yeah, it is. So my bride had uh, her, her bouquet. She was holding it, and there was like orange dye dripping from um, like the um, the ribbon. And it was all over. I was getting on her dress and her, everything, her shoes, and it was orange. And she was like, oh, my God, I had to stop. Her eyelash was coming off. And she was like, oh, my God, my eye-. I hope that she doesn't hear this. So, you know, she's like, my eyelash and, you know, this and that. And then Jim's like, nobody's going to see your little pixel eyelash. <laughs> He's like, it's a little pixel. <laughs> the tone of my voice was not like that. The tone of my voice was like, look, we're limited on time here. Believe me, that's two pixels in yeah. the frame. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. That's that. That's how it was. Well, you just yeah. said it. Yeah. There's two pixels in the frame. Nobody's gonna see it. You I'll have to do it. this. And I was like, oh, whoa. I was like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, he does. Uh, he does definitely. I'm, I'm very aware does. of a clock, and if we have two I'm minutes talking. to do, I'm oh, sorry. But yeah, he definitely does that. But it could be a good thing, you know, because we did get everything done. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. this is just last so, week, by the way. You know, sometimes you need him around because I'm yeah. just like, all right, guys, I let him be the. Yeah, the she's a-hole. like she's like a little puppy going. Um, I don't know where do I go? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I always she always she always walks into the room and goes, "Here I am." So I always thought her business should be here I am photography because she pick up the phone and go, "Here I am." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! We gotta go, guys. He's always yeah. making fun of me, but right. everything he says is not true. So don't believe. It's very any of true. It. No, it is not. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen, it's a pleasure. Um, uh, thanks for for joining us. And I'm yeah, that's that's you... a great Thank piece you. of information for our listeners to hear. Is that everything that he says is not true? Yes, well, this I is mean, important about me. I think we are. Oh, about okay, about okay. This stuff could be true, but like, don't listen to anything he says about me because he just. Uh, Make up stories about me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been <laughs> episode number 94 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening in. Uh, Kathleen, who are you? What is your last name? And how can people find you in your work? It's Kathleen Gemma Photography, uh, KathleenGemma.com. That's me. Okay, cool. Thanks, Kathleen. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Nice yes. to meet Thank you. Thank you. We'll have you, we'll have you on again. All right. Uh, Jimmy Ferrara, where right, can yeah, people find you? We'll rock this. We'll spice up this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, where can people find you? Uh, JamesFerrara.com, at photo Social. And Mr. Urban. NeilUrban.com, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N.com. And my name is Andy Buscemi. The last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Go ahead and Google me and find my social media and all that good stuff that way. Thanks so much for joining, everybody, on episode 94, whatever this was. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Good night.